thing is, it's like, don't take our word for it. Just try it for 10 minutes. And if you don't go, holy cow, what is happening to me? Then that's all there is to it. It's all it's, that's all it's going to take. You know, I mean, the comments alone, people are just having incredible experiences. And it's undeniable that it's doing something to you. Um, you know, some of the solfeggios, if you play them loud, if you don't, if you don't think about them for sleeping, just, just for, you think about them as medicine, just play them really loud and try to sit in front of a system, a good, a good sound system for 10 minutes and just see if you can do it. Just see if you can, you can even manage it because your whole body is going to start to vibrate. And it's, it's, it's really intense. It's really, really intense, especially if you're not used to it. And it feels good. It feels great. You got to accentuate the positive. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always a blessing to present another show for you. Well, we're going to go into frequency again today with the fabulous Phi Tribe, Ford and Nick Mike. Welcome to the show, Ford and Mike. Hey, hey, hey. hey how's it thanks going? for having us, Karen. Listen to that beautiful, they've got the best mics, <laughs> that beautiful <laughs> sound, that beautiful yes. sound. <laughs> when you're on a podcast show, you can't, you know, doing Zoom, you can't always, you know, control what people's sound sounds like and your sound right. is amazing. So great to have you on the show, Brandon Thomas from Expanding Reality introduced me to you, but I had heard mm -hmm. about you before. As I was saying, I used to run a conscious uh, radio station and I think we played some of your music there. Uh, yeah, because you've been doing it for a while, right? But yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been at it for a while. Yeah. It may have been under another uh, another different names, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is like the, the third or fourth time we've tried this and uh, we just reached, uh, we, we were too soon. That's really what it was. We were just too soon. And we hadn't learned enough, I think. And we had a couple of things fail. And this time it just really resonated with people and took off. It was crazy. Wow. Really amazing. Really amazing. Like 120,000 subscribers in like a year. Yeah, that's so cool. That's just talking about the expansion of consciousness throughout the collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. But let me, totally. let me tell people a little bit about what we're going to talk about today and who you are. So I'm going to start with Ford. Ford is an American award-winning music producer, songwriter, and visionary. For more than 25 years or over 30 years, Ford worked in the music industry with some of the most famous recording artists in the world, including Michael Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Mick Jagger, Britney Spears, P. Diddy, Christian Aguilera, Brandy, Jewel, love Jewel. She was my savior when I was young, and many, uh. <laughs> and many others, <laughs> earning her an RIAA production credits on more than 35 million albums and nearly 1 billion YouTube streams. She's been named presidents for three record labels, including Nebulous, Atlantic in 2001, Peaceman Music 2007, and currently Phi Tribe a conscious record label dedicated to transforming music into a healing modality for the betterment and upliftment of mankind. Ford is the author of two books on consciousness and existential philosophy, 
One is Becoming God 2005 and part two, which is just released this year called The Devil is in the Details. <laughs> I love the name of that. <laughs> Remind me to ask you about that. The, <laughs> the details. Anyway, through extensive research, Ford has applied the esoteric wisdom of sacred geometry, frequency and vibration to create an entirely new way of thinking about music. And Mix Mike Pritchard is a recording producer, a record engineer, esoteric researcher, and science nerd who has spent a huge portion of portion of his life dedicated to learning the art of record making and all things music. During this journey, he discovered the 432 hertz frequency and alternative tuning and temperaments, which opened up a new avenue of learning and application. The mystery of 432 and how it applies to and connects music, science, maths, and geometry and philosophy became an obsession. <laughs> I love that it became a obsession. Very much, yeah. <laughs> that eventually led Mike to connect with legendary producer Ford and the development of Phi Tribe. And you've got here Phi Balanced Technology. Yes, yes. Mm hmm which is now being used to help people worldwide battling anxiety, PTSD, insomnia, and more. Yeah, it's a really, it's a healing frequency. The work of Five Tribe is truly awesome and important. Music tuned for well-being. Five Tribe music is an exciting new physio or acoustic technology. Am I saying that right? Psychoacoustic Psycho 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 technology. Got that wrong. <laughs> Mathematically <laughs> tuned and phi balanced to be in harmonic alignment with nature's golden ratio, the symphony of the cosmos. Phi Tribe is also a place to escape the dissonance of standard tuning and the constant negative mantras in pop music lyrics today. Yeah, hallelujah to that. So you can find Phi Tribe on YouTube and you've got a stack of music on YouTube that people can listen to for free. And so you just go to at Phi Tribe, um, spelled P-H-I-T-R-I-B-E. And is that your main website or you also have, Ford, we you also have a website? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Phi Tribe is the main website. Uh, Ford Productions is my personal website and my personal channel is Ford's Playground, and Mike's personal channel is Mix Mike. Mike. Yeah, we yeah. also have um, uh, a, a, a <laughs> website for Phi Tribe too. It is phytribe369.com, so you yeah. can find us there too. Mm -hmm. Ah, Phi Tribe 369. Yes. Why 369? Oh, we can get into that. That's oh, yeah, deep. we can talk about that. That's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of a rabbit hole, so you know, maybe we don't want to dive in <laughs> dive immediately. In that deep. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's well, the deep end of the pool. That. We can get to that for sure. Remind me later because I, I, I sure. have all these questions and then I kind of get into mm -hmm. the conversation. I forget. So I won't yeah. talk about the books. So I won't talk about three. But yes. what I want to know or what we all want to know is, uh, you know, Ford, I'm going to go over to Ford working in the film industry with all these, you know, people I think idolize, you know, this whole celebrity drama that, you know, idolize pop stars and turn them into gods and, and uh, it's kind of like the mainstream royalty, isn't it? They who idolize pop stars. So what was it like working in the film industry, uh, not the film industry, sorry, the music industry, and then finding like what was your spiritual awakening? How did you discover all this stuff? Oh, and it didn't happen overnight. It was a, it was a slow awakening. I was very deeply immersed in the music business and uh, the culture that went with it, the drugs, the parties, you know, everything. I was deep deep in that side of it. But I was also really fascinated with um, 
higher sense of order, you know, philosophy, physics, that kind of thing. And I had a couple of glimpses already by the time I was 30, year 2000, I think I already had a couple of glimpses of the truth, really hadn't put it together yet. <clears throat> and, uh, and in 2005, I wrote a book about it to kind of help me help me sort it out, I guess. I was just, I had all these different ideas about what I thought was going on. And and just in sort you know, writing things down is helping me sort things out in my mind. And I didn't know it was going to be a book when I did it, but after I had it together, I was like, oh, this should just be a book. It was really, it was helping me. And shortly after um, publishing the book, I had what I would consider my breakthrough experience, that 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 holy cow moment, you know, where you come face to face with the eternal nowness, uh, the, the eternal present being of beingness of what is and realize for sure who you are and what you are. And it's no longer just um, a phrase that you sort of understand or something you read in a book. It becomes a direct experience. And that was a very life-changing experience. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that really set it off from there. From there, um, went down the rabbit hole of esoteric studies. I met Mike along the journey. And uh, we knew that um, we had to find a way to wake people up through music because I, I knew how powerful music was you know and i tried relentlessly to get the the music industry like i had such a relationship i could just walk into sony and and, and walk into the president you know the vice president's office and be like hey i have this idea you know and um but even with all those connections and um with a track record of success behind me i couldn't get anyone any of my friends at any label to be like let's do this let's make a record record label that was for the betterment of mankind you know raising consciousness doing you know the, the, the thought came from i started getting into yoga and after after i woke up and i was like yeah there was just cool music to listen to on the way home because you, mm -hmm. you go to yoga you decharge you know and you just kind of get this even feeling but it was a 30 minute drive from the yoga studio at the time back to my house and i would want to put something on and i felt like when i put like pop music on or whatever I was listening to, which bring my, my whole energy down. So that's where the idea kind of came from. Let's create a label that would present these songs that would raise, elevate people, you know, but no one in the industry wanted to hear about it. So we just tried doing it ourselves. And uh, this is the third time's a charm. Yeah. yeah. Third time. Third time's a charm. <laughs> so when you first attempted it, uh, um, people weren't listening to it. People thought, no, nah, not interested in it. Yeah, it was hard to it was hard to get people to understand what we were trying to do. Um, you know, it's hard to get um, a spotlight on you these days. You know, especially with all the other noise, and you're competing against record companies with million dollar budgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's it's difficult. You know, it, it was hard. And um, I think when we started getting deeper into the science of it, we realized, whoa, this is this is much more than just better lyrics and, and elevated mood. This is like actual medicine. You know, this is really doing something to help people. And then that flipped the whole thing up inside of its head. It was, yeah. That's where it really just took off, mm -hmm. you know, realizing well, that. A lot of people have said that about the pop music industry. Like, uh, that, like okay, so I've got a friend, she's in her 70s, and you know, Tina Turner just left the planet the other day. And she was saying to me, she's obsessing over her because she saved her life when she was young. Like her music saved her life because she was going through some hard times and Tina Turner's music saved her life. So a lot of people feel like that about, pop music or music in general um what do you want to say about that but and yet it's kind of a it's on a different frequency which we'll go into 
Yeah, I mean, you set aside the frequency and set aside the the message of the lyrics. Um, they music is like a, a cue that re, that anchors a moment in, in our time. You know, like we can always mirror a song to some great moment or some tragic moment. And when we're reminiscing about our past, a lot of times we we these songs pop up. That's what we're that's what we're attached to because it's it's anchored in music. It's like another another way of experiencing the present moment is through music. So mm-hmm. if there's a really incredible moment and then there's a song that's around that time that reminds you of it you'll anchor yourself in it so i think that's that's where the novelty of music comes from essentially and then there's through that there's a sense of wanting to discover something new so we are always looking for something new to listen to at least a lot of people are i know a lot of people get stuck in their old their old playlist from high school too so people go other ways but i think you know music is just it's always been a part of our culture from the beginning of history and uh, I think that what we've done is we've lost touch with what music is actually used for. Like we, we've turned it into this thing called entertainment, you know, but I think for many, many years, music was the healing motif. It was, it was, you went to church to heal, not, not to, you know, pray. It was to, you'd be bombarded with these sounds and these geometry and you'd heal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. Um, if I may just uh, yeah. add to that. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, that, that, uh, that music is already, uh, a conduit for transcendent experience already. That's something that we've, we take for granted in our modern society because music is so common and we see it and hear it all the time. So we lose this sense of reverence for it a little bit. Um, but with that, you know, people go to concerts for these, uh, you know, essentially transcendent experiences. They want to experience something that they can't otherwise experience in their day to day life that may raise their consciousness or vibration to some degree. So music is already a conduit for that. And I think um, what we've what we've done is uh, said we recognize that and we want to use that in combination with uh, science and frequency and numbers to bring that all together into something holistic, that it's not something separate, because there's a lot of sound therapy stuff already out there. But a lot of it is just tones, very basic tones, just uh, exposing you to the frequencies. But we wanted to make it an experience and not just these tones. And more so, we didn't want it to just be music. We wanted it to also be backed by the science and uh, study of sound healing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we go into the frequencies, let's right. hear like how you came across this and your sort of awakening experience. Right, my story is um is is definitely different than Ford's. Uh, I mean, I do have a lot of experience in the music industry, but my awakening was uh a kind of alongside my experience or dive into the music industry. So I came from uh, a lot of Christian music is my background. I mm-hmm. played a lot of uh, with a lot of big churches many years ago and uh, had a lot of success doing that and uh, got out of that, but knew it through that experience that, you know, I could see that there's a lot of, that there's something to music being a conduit for transcendent experience. That was big in, in my field of vision, if you will, already uh, coming from church and praise and worship music, but I didn't really resonate exactly with, uh, with everything the church was doing or saying or, or the things that they were having people believe. So I stepped out of that. But my big awakening came after that, Uh, uh, kind of, I got into a lot of the science of uh, vibration and cymatics, which I found very stimulating and interesting. Uh, But 
just knowing that the sound could have effect on physical matter very, really interest me. And, and the implications of taking that further really, really interest me. So as I started diving in deeper and coming across more people that did geometry and mathematics for like spiritual science or physics, metaphysics, that kind of thing. Uh, I realized that there's a lot, there's a big connection and 432 came into the picture uh, very, very haphazardly just kind of got thrown into the mix where, you know, it was kind of this conspiracy theory of, oh, music has been tainted and 432 is the natural frequency. And I was kind of like, huh, let me mess around with this. And regardless of the, of the uh, conspiracy, what I found was that there really was something to 432, whether, you know, it had been changed away from 432 or used to be 432 that was kind of not relevant to me, but the mystery of that it's actually having a positive effect or a more substantial effect was something that really, really, really grabbed my attention. And I really started diving into that pretty deep. Um, shortly after I met Ford, actually, we had kind of come in, uh, we had uh, met each other and just did some kind of music stuff together. And we realized that we were both into very much the same thing. We were both into esoteric stuff and, and just asking why that was the biggest thing is we both ask why a lot, a lot. <laughs> and we both wonder a lot of things. So, you know, that was a big, big driving force for us to, to kind of put our minds together and, and uh, you know, dream up a, a way to, to bring everything together into one thing. Oh, I've got so many questions. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when, when you say, I, I want to ask, I'm going to ask a couple of them, but I'm going to start with one. Sure. I want to know if, if there's any pop sort of music that uses the 432, but I also want to know, when you say you're in the Christian church and you were playing in big churches, were you playing mm -hmm. in those mass sort of arenas where they have those big Hillsong type is that yeah very much so yes that wow. was that was I did a lot of that um not with Hillsong um down but there others, down yeah. there with you but others yeah yeah Bethel Church and uh Destiny Church some other big uh churches around the uh, U.S. so um yeah. so I did that for a while and uh traveled around and played a lot and then I got I kind of got out of that but but through that, that was kind of the, the the opening of the door into music being a conduit uh, for, um, like I said, transcendent experience, being a part of the church and seeing people having these transformative experiences yeah. uh, during the music portions of the, of, of the church services was, was something that really fascinated me. And I knew there was something to it. Uh, I just didn't know what it was. It didn't feel like it was exactly what I was being told it was, or at least not in, in uh, fully at least. And so understanding that whole thing was something that really, really, really drove me uh, to get into uh, what is now Phi Balanced or Phi Tribe. Phi Balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I think I was telling you before we started the recording, I was running a conscious music radio station. Right. Um, and before I was, well, I was podcasting as well, but I started on radio down here. I don't know what it's mm -hmm. like in the States, but the Christian music is huge and they've got their own mm -hmm. radio stations. Yeah. It's just huge. And it I is was huge. wondering why it was so huge. Is it because the lyrics are more positive or is it the frequency they're putting out? Like, because it's, um, well, it's sort of country it, and pop and rock and it's the same sort of vibe. It's just Christian music. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think it does have to do with the uplifting message and also the uplifting music. Music is usually very positively oriented. So there's, you know, that pull already in it. Um, but also they do kind of have a built-in audience. So I think there's that yeah. aspect yeah. of it too, is that these uh, churches are kind of, 
acting as record labels for their artists or for their worship leaders to be as artists. And so that's kind of, it's a little bit of a different model in terms of a lot of the other music business. So I think, I think it's a combination of those three, but it is very much in part, very much to do with the fact that it is uplifting already. It's an uplifting message. Um, it's not really necessarily a message of self-empowerment, which is where I disagree, but uh, with with the message, but but it is an uplifting message. And so I think that 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 captures people and that uh, people can get lost in that uh, in that experience. And, and when you're getting bombarded with with music at a loud enough volume level, it starts, you know, it starts to vibrate your body, which causes all kinds of physiological things you know so i think they're using that uh, but at at the same time i don't think they're fully informed with what they're with exactly what they're doing i think they found something that works and they just do it because it works it's not because they know the reasons behind or the science behind why it's working if that makes sense that makes sense would you call your music conscious music yeah absolutely yeah definitely i would say so 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 i'm going to use that term because that's what we call it when i was running the station conscious music and it was slow to take off and I didn't understand why. Like I saw the pop music industry go crazy, the Christian music industry go crazy, but the conscious music industry was, and so many artists that wanted to uplift the world and sing inspiring, uplifting, empowering messages were just struggling. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do you think it's turning? Like what's happening? Either of you want to answer that? Yes, I I very much think it's turning, and I think that's our that's kind of our goal. Is uh, is the biggest thing that we realize is, like you said, there's a lot of artists out there trying to do this unsuccessfully, and I think the biggest reason is they don't have the infrastructure. They lack the infrastructure, and that's a big portion of what we are trying to do is be that infrastructure for for artists like that. So part of our uh, part of what we do is we find other artists doing this, and we try and feature their music on Fi Tribe as well, their commercial music. So it's not just sleep and meditation. It's also trying to make this like a lifestyle and and more of a uh, not just conscious music, but uh, um, I get I don't know of another word to use. <laughs> it's, well, like you said, you hit it on the head. It's it's, it's a yeah. lifestyle. Ultimately, yeah. we have music for twenty four hours a day, regardless of whatever it is you're doing. And eventually, uh, we plan on having cooking shows and just all kinds of shows about philosophy and just how ways to incorporate what we're doing. What we're doing to the music can be can be applied to anything you can think about because everything is math and everything is geometry. Mm-hmm. So this this little thing that we've uncovered with music of how to organize it in a particular way that has a specific ratio between between the parts that work together. And when you learn this this ratio, it's really really simple when you learn it, you start applying that to all kinds of things in your life and you're going to find that it's miraculous you're going to see all kinds of miraculous changes in your life suddenly uh, you're going to be like uh, the zen um you know the zen masters say you're living four feet off the ground and you're just floating through life and everything's just coming to you because you're in the current of of the universe for lack of a better word you know and that's what this music does it brings you there whether whether you're in that place or not it's going to just totally bring you into that place so it puts you in flow, flow state. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So getting back to that question, because I've got so many swirling around in my head, about is pop mu- Is there any pop music that is being sung at that different frequency? Right, maybe Ford, do you want to answer that? Not that I'm aware of. Nothing Nothing that's been done anything significant that I'm aware of. I'm sure there's people recording in 432, but like Mike is saying, there's no infrastructure to organize it all. So 
you've got this island over here doing 432 and this island over here doing 432. So it's, we're just kind of each in our own island and where Phi Tribe is different, we wanna be the infrastructure and the collective, a place for all of these artists who are independent to come to one place and still own their masters, still own their lives and their names and all that, but have one central place where people can come to find and they know that everything on this place is gonna be of higher conscious in nature, whether it's frequencies or whether it's the lyrics, empowering lyrics or just the messages and or what the artist is all about. You know, it's just just creating that vibe. That vibe can go a long ways if we collectively put it together. Mm, okay. Yeah. So when we're mm. listening to Fire Tribe music, we're listening to a, a, a lot of recording artists. We're listening to many people, not just you guys making the music. Yeah, there's a collective of us. For the most part, it's uh, stuff that Mike and I have produced independently okay. um, and brought. Like we work with artists all the time who we think are good fits for Phi Tribe, and then we bring them into the Phi Tribe fold. Um, because, like you're saying, this is this is a there is this is an awakening. There's an awakening happening, you know. And more and more artists are coming to me wanting to have this kind of message. There's just no one in the industry saying, "Yeah, that's cool. This is a good idea," yeah. you know. No one's yep. saying that. So we want to be that one voice that's saying, yeah, do this. This is, this is what's cool. There is actually a couple of songs that have been released by major artists in 432, but they're not artists that are making music specifically only in 432. Yeah. Like they're the regular recording artists and they just happen to do a song in 432. So oh, okay. um, I know Childish, uh, the, uh, the re American recording artist Childish Gambino released at least one, if not two songs recorded in 432. But they weren't marketed as that. They just happened to be that. And that wasn't any kind of point of importance or anything like that. But, um, you know, we want to change that. We want to make just that point. a point. Yeah. That, that it is a point that, that, Hey, music is great as is, but there's also a better way to do it. And that's kind of what we want to show people is that there's a, that there's an even better music, a music 2.0 for lack of a better term. Okay. So mm -hmm. can 432, be pop as well because i i've listened to a lot of the music and it's sort of very meditative you, you know music on mm -hmm. the youtube channel is there but there's obviously a lot of music on there i haven't listened to all of it can it yeah. be like pop and rock and yeah you know, pop like and rock we've got we've got a huge playlist of, of about 80 songs that are yeah. that are pop rock in nature yeah alternative okay. or edm yeah uh, so it totally right. could be applied absolutely I it's didn't just realize. that no, I thought... nobody's doing it <laughs> I thought that yeah. if it was 432, like the different frequency, that it would have to be like this, this, you know. Have you heard of Paul, no. Paul Avignon? He's, uh, he won a music award. He plays all that sort of, I don't know if it's 432 music. It was before I understood 432. Actually, Eric Rankin, Sonic Geometry, was sort of educating me about it recently. Before him, I didn't really understand it. But I'd love you to go over it you know, like what's the difference between 432 and other frequencies and solfeggio and. Just to pivot it simply, it's, it's geometry. It's to realize that music and mathematics and geometry are one and the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when you can also realize that um, chemistry is also geometry and so is biology. So can you see how they're all foundationally one thing? Mm -hmm. And that, that one thing that's the foundation of it all is music. Right. So when you get that, when you realize that music is the foundation of everything, that frequency and vibration, as Tesla says, is the foundation of everything. When you realize that you there's a way to build the foundation of music, you can make it like a hut 
where you got these sticks and you're tying it together and it's kind of wobbly and it has doesn't have perfect form, right? That's what I would call normal music that you're listening to that's on the radio, right? But our music is foundationally integral. So imagine the foundation of the song being like a brick building with perfect geometry, hard, solid surfaces that are going to be there to secure and protect the integrity of the song. When you start from the ground up using these geometric principles, suddenly the song has got this integral value to it. And what's interesting is that when you have music done like that through a process called sympathetic resonance that I'll let Mike get into in a, in a second, but essentially the, the frequency of the music vibrates against you and it will pull you into that frequency when it's done correctly. And when you're pulled into that frequency, you're in what's called flow state. And you're just there. And everyone knows, you know, everyone can relate with flow state. Everyone knows what that feeling is. It's perfect. It's such a great feeling. You know, who doesn't want to be in that place? Even if you're having a crummy day, you know, pulls you right out of it. Yeah, it's like right. being in the eternal now, out of time. Yeah, in the absolutely. Moment, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, what do you want to say? Mix Mike. Please. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so like Ford was saying, there uh, normal music has, uh, it, it, I guess, what you could call inconsistencies in the way that it's tuned um, in order to make all instruments or a lot of instruments be able to play together in unison and all be tuned together. Uh, we created a system a very long time ago in order to do that. And uh, more recently, there have been there have been many attempts since then to make a more geometrically perfect uh, uh, musical scale. And very recently, uh, a man named Robert Grant has created a very, very geometrically perfect um, uh, tuning system. And so we utilize this system amongst many others. But the point is that, like Ford said, it, it creates this foundation that is uh more geometrically perfect and the reason why that's so imp important is it's like the clarity of glass like you have glasses on um if the glass clarity if it has a lot of imperfections and bubbles and and pieces of other stuff in there it's hard to see you know what i mean it there's there's a lack of clarity in what you see and so having that perfect grade of glass with no imperfections in it is very, very key to being able to correct people's vision. And that's kind of the same way this, this, that this works is that the frequencies act like kind of like a tuning fork for certain aspects of your mind or body or psyche, all of those things, because all of those things are geometric and all scaled like music and so all things are like music and because of that you can use music to uh steer steer certain aspects of your life or your thoughts or your emotions towards certain things or away from certain things and we already know this like we hear music and it sounds really dark and brooding and there's a reason why it sounds like that is because those musical ratios are the same musical ratios that are the same ratios that your emotions use to portray those thoughts um so by using a perfectly tuned system you can tune emotions and thoughts to a very specific pattern so like if i have ptsd and, or i'm suffering from anxiety uh we can use frequency to take you away from that place and bring you closer to uh, stillness or peace uh, because those things are geometric forms and so we can kind of copy that geometric form and then steer you towards that through the experience of the music. 
Wow. Yeah. Is Indian or Kirtan music, is that more, yeah, you're nodding your head. Is that, yeah. do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, all I think all music is an, is an attempt for that. I think that's what music is in general. We have this um, interesting concept of music, like I said, because we take it for granted. It's this thing that's a part of our everyday life so much that it's just this normalcy. But 300 years ago, that was not the case. People didn't hear music all the time. That was an absolutely uh, majestic experience. That was something that was so out of the ordinary and so unusual. Uh, You know, we had reverence for it. But because we hear it all the time, we've kind of lost that reverence for it. So um, because of that, we don't connect to the music like we like we used to. And so we want to create these experiences. Uh, Phi Tribe wants to create these experiences where people can connect into this music and use it um, as kind of music was intended to be used is to bring you out of the current, your current sensory awareness and into something uh, both imaginative and new and uh, towards uh, a, a, an endpoint, much like a story. You know, a song is like a story, and your life is like a story, which is why uh, the sympathetic resonance works so well. That concept of sympathetic resonance. Yeah, I think that the intention of most kirtan is to mm-hmm. bring you closer to the divine, because usually right. they're chanting the name of God or some gods or lots of gods. <laughs> Because down down under, you know, we're closer right. to Asia and India. Mm-hmm. It's it's we've got a lot of kirtan going on. A lot like I've sure. got friends, and I have a friend here, Ido, who started as a conscious pop musician with his brother. They were the Khan brothers, and I first met them because my the same lady that loves Tina Turner, her son was playing in the band with them in a pub, and they were playing pop music, but they were singing uplifting, empowering messages. Mm. And I'm, and this is before I went on radio and I was like, oh my God, listen to the lyrics. And then both of them moved into Kirtan and one of them has started a thing called a sound life. So what he does is he takes music and mantra and yoga into hospitals and um, facilities where, uh, you know, where people are dying or where people are um, challenged mentally. And he's playing this music inside these facilities to, to help soothe and heal and uplift. So right, yeah. maybe, maybe you could get Phi Tribe inside those facilities as well. Yes. Yeah, so that's definitely the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We would love that. I was thinking before we came on, you know, imagine if you streamed it through jail systems or hospitals, like had it streaming. Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows what? I, you know, it could. I, 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 I'm not sure the pharmaceutical companies would be too thrilled with that. No, <laughs> but, do, you, do you think they even understand what's going on, or they just think? Oh, it's, I, I, I think, think they. I, I think they totally understand. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Um, if there's just no way to. There's no way. It's very hard to package it up and sell it like a pill is the is the is yeah the that's the problem and and i think that there is a deliberate degradation to yeah. uh music popular music yeah. and it's deliberate i think to, yeah. to lower our vibration you know yeah lots of that yeah. going on in the world has been up until yeah. now uh but do you think yeah. that you know like with a sound life it, you know what they're doing is they're healing but they're not packaging that with the hospitals. They're just saying we're just right. uplifting, yeah. giving people a nice experience. We would we would love it. I mean, we we would love to get as many people listening to this as possible because the thing is, is like, 
don't take our word for it. Just try it for 10 minutes. And if you don't go, holy cow, what is happening to me? Then that's all there is to it. It's all, it's, that's all it's going to take. You know, I mean, the comments alone, people are just having incredible experiences and it's undeniable that it's doing something to you. Um, you know, some of the solfeggios, if you play them loud, if you don't, if you don't think about them for sleeping, just, just for, you think about them as medicine, just play them really loud and try to sit in front of a system, a good, a good sound system for 10 minutes and just see if you can do it. Just see if you can, you can even manage it because your whole body is going to start to vibrate. And it's, it's, it's really intense. It's really, really intense, especially if you're not used to it. And it feels good. It feels great. And it's good for you. You know, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. I was telling you before, I don't know if I said it while we were recording, I've got my daughter's here at the moment and she's got the flu thing going on. Yeah. And so uh, bef- I've got her upstairs on her iPhone listening to Fire Tribe. <laughs> she said to me, oh, yeah. Mom, can you give me a healing? Because she knows I can heal. And I said, um, here you go. Listen to this. This will fix you. <laughs> she's, upstairs. Oh, nice. she's upstairs at the moment listening to Fire Tribe. What was the the Fire Tribe the website Fire Tribe? What was it? Three six three six nine. Yeah, three six nine. Fire Tribe three six nine dot com. Why three six nine? What's three six nine? Well, Tesla had figured out through uh, uh, vortex math and and numerology basically, and that your audience will be familiar with numerology that by adding up the digits uh, across. Whenever you landed on a nine or a three or a six, there was great significance with those numbers. And he called those uh, the what the root numbers. I forgot what he actually called them, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie, the, I forget what he he had a he had a nice. word for them, and I don't remember exactly what they were, but essentially uh three, six, and nine are very, very, very special because uh the way the way things are are become manifest happens in a specific order. And it's 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 a very predictable way that things come into manifest. And if you think about a vibration, um, if, so you have like the, the vibration kind of goes up and down like this. This sine wave would be like a, this curving thing right here. So the three would represent the beginning of change, right? It would be the, the top of the beginning of the vibration. So uh, as we move forward on the vibration, the three descends into the six because the six is the opposite of three. We have to know our opposite to understand where we came from, right? And then through going from three to, from three to six and knowing that opposite, Opposite, we have a new gnosis. We've l- realized something new, and that transcends us to the, the number nine. And the nine is the beginning of that of that next of that next uh, crest of the vibration wave. And this is fractal. This isn't. This isn't. This this the meaning of this is in every single thing you can think about because everything you can think about is vibration. Everything. So when you can wrap your mind around the fractality of that, and the fractality of that, I should say. Uh, the three, six, and nine hold a very, very special, sacred significance. And when you can do things, you know, Tesla used to do things like uh, he would walk around a building three times before he entered it if he wanted, if he was starting a new venture. Um, if he knew he was in for a lesson, he'd do something six times. If he if he was to celebrate the the gnosis, he would do things nine times. And those are just simple ways that he applied it in his life. And what I can tell you is that through music. There's, uh, you know, if ever anybody's ever seen a, a recording studio, there's a million switches and knobs and all that kind of stuff. Well, all of those switches and knobs are mathematical ratios of something vibrational. And when you realize that and apply 369 and start to really, really wrap your mind around what this can be, um, the fractility of it is what makes uh, all of this work. And um, when you can 
that's not even how else to say. It's just uh, it kind of <laughs> yeah. it kind of just it just you feel that you feel the experience. It's it's transcendent of words. What happens? It's transcendent right. of words. So three, um, th- so three, six, and nine are obviously uh, related mathematically. You know, three, it's, six is you know, three uh, times two, and uh, nine is three times three. And the importance of that, like Ford said, is the fractality uh, nature of those numbers and the number sequences that follow. Is that they're always being divisible by three constantly is uh, is very important uh, because of the harmonic nature of those waveforms. So something that if you have a, let's just say you have a wave that is 27, 27 hertz. Well, if you take that times three or divided by three constantly, eventually you end up, if you go times three, eventually you actually end up at 432. So that's a big portion of why we use 432 and why 369 is so important to us because that number is in a sequence of a very fractal number sequence which means that everything is self-similar on all levels everything is divisible by three or uh, multiplied by three so that that number sequence being so uh, harmonically pure is is the very important part it's like it's like preserving a message all the way through the sequence constantly without it degradating uh, or degrading over time or over reiterations. And that's why it's very, very important, um, not only in music, but the gear and the stuff that we use uses this same concept. A lot of components in uh, music gear uses uh, resistors and capacitors, which are a lot of times done in, in series of times three or divided by three. So if you need to hit a certain voltage, you use times three or divided by three in order to get to these things. And that's uh, and so that's really important to to note and to know why it's to know why it is so philosophically important is because of the nature of the Trinity as well. And so that's kind of how the philosophical aspect gets laid over all this math and science is the idea and ideal of the Trinity and its aspects all mirror that same um, mathematical concept. You know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking that this is information that the Star Nation Galactics know, hence <laughs> their higher technology, yeah, what they can do. Absolutely. Like this is information that gives them the ability to heal or manifest instantly to propel their mm-hmm. vehicles across, across the cosmos to communicate telepathically. I mean, like there is all of it, you know, all of it is is embedded in this sacred geometry. Have you heard of Jane, Jane Mathema- Mathematics? Oh, yeah, 108. Yeah, Jane 108. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. You, guys, you guys have a podcast, don't you? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. Have you had him on your podcast? Big interesting. No, no, but I would love to get him on the though. podcast. Yeah. I will yeah. introduce you to him. him. I'll oh, that'd be you. awesome. I uh, awesome. love that. Yeah. yeah, the nine, the nine, the nine, because, you know, I've, I've been looking at nine, like 108. Yeah, 108, one and eight is nine. The nine seems to be the master number, and I think Jane says yes. the master number two. It 27 is. Yeah. is nine, 432 mm-hmm. is nine. It all comes back to nine, which is like what we're going through collectively. It's that evolutionary process. It's moving mm-hmm. out of one to the next stage, and then you start again, and then you like the evolutionary right. process, often known as change. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm a triple nine, like born on a nine day, nine <laughs> months, nine years. And like my first oh. husband, my first husband would come home and I've rearranged the house. Like everything's changed. Like <laughs> but yeah, it's changed. And that's what we're asking for. We're asking for a change out of an old system that's kept us limited into a new sure. expansive way of living. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fascinating. The whole thing is uh, incredible. You know, when we first started this venture, very few people were waking up, you know, I think it was starting to happen, but like, it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't the, like, it wasn't a cool thing. Yeah, there was like, there was, we live in Atlanta, which is a pretty big city. And there was like one yoga place, you know, like, and now there's a yoga place in every single right. shopping center. Yeah. Not that yo- yoga is the cornerstone of what spirituality is, but it's, it's a reference point to kind of gauge and see where people are. And I think it's fascinating because it's 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 become very very clear that people are are on this awakening trend, you know. And I think um, when they discover the music, who knows? Uh, it could really be something spectacular. We don't even know what it will do yet. That's how new and exciting this is, you know. I yeah. shouldn't say it's new. It's been kept hidden from us. This is this right. is known. This is known by the monks a thousand years ago, eleven hundred years ago, actually. The solfeggio tones, which again are frequencies based on geometry and math. This is not like these are not arbitrary numbers. They're based on angles, you know, angels, angles, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, they knew about the power of these frequencies for 1,100 years, but the Vatican forbid them to be available to people. So until the last, you know, the last quarter, half a century, we haven't had electronic music. And the instruments were by design unable to play those frequencies with any sort of integrity, so this is that's why this is such a new thing and this is why it's like holy cow this is kind of like an avalanche of this amazing information and um yeah 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 no and you know the uh the solfeggio tones themselves uh you know them being uh, both mathematical both angle related and um uh, you know geometry related they're also grouped the numbers are grouped together in such a way that um, like the numbers themselves are like the numbers one, seven, and four, all the way they're shaped are all very much the same. They all use hard angles. And then two, five, and eight all use round and straight angles or round and straight lines together. And then uh, three, six, and nine all use very similar, you know, shaped things. And so it's, it's, it's also opening up an understanding of mathematics like we haven't really thought about them before. Math has been this very logic-oriented tool that we've used for a long time, but it's also equally as philosophical as well. And that's what we're starting to learn through the study of all of this vibration and uh, resonance and mathematics being tied into things like philosophy. Is That's kind of the next level emerging out. And you say we don't know where this can go, but we're also seeing a lot of people applying some of the same stuff we're doing to music. They're applying it to uh, technology and they're applying it to energy and they're applying it to all these things. And and that in itself shows you how fractal it actually is or how pervasive and, and mirrored on every level that this is, that this is not just a revolution in music. This is a revolution in, in consciousness Everything. and energy yeah. and, uh, the way we live our lives and think about things like math. And I mean, it's, it, it revolutionizes everything when it's applied to everything. Yeah. I it's like a... left brain and right brain coming together. You it's know? unity. Yeah. 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 And that yeah. thread, sewing the two together is music. 
Right. Yeah. That's the thread, sewing the two together. Scale and ratio, which yeah. is music. Music. Which is, that's what music is scale <laughs> yeah. and ratio. The yeah. music of the spheres. I had a beautiful yes. Yes. show last year, I don't know, this year, last year, last year, who is an artist. She speaks to the angels <laughs> and she does, uh, she depicts solfeggio um, in, and she draws them. Like, yeah. Mm. Uh, solfeggio, like she draws these um, symbols, these symbols and um, the solfeggio frequencies through art. Yeah, through art. Yeah, so. Yeah. What, what yeah, the, the scientists who, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go, you go ahead, the scientists. No, I was saying the scientists who really developed the scale that we're using, uh, the Robert Grant guy, he, a lot of the things he discovered came through drawing these these angles and okay. all these different this geometry is, is how he made the discovery. Oh, yeah. So there's, a, and he would say there's a lot of power in, in this, this uh, new, way that it, that drawing unlocks your brain when you can do that yeah it's, it's interesting we talk about sound and light like vision and hearing it's kind of one thing to me and people that have synesthesia have that understanding i have a bit of synesthesia when i hear music i see light and jump like i see codes i get to shut my eyes and i've got a light show going on so it's a bit like synesthesia i had a guy on the show years ago years and years ago who fell in a swimming pool and cracked his head. And when he woke up from his coma, he had synesthesia and he also started channeling all this music. And have you ever heard of that musician who was a young girl that went deaf and then she thought her life had ended and then she started singing by um, feeling the vibrations in her feet and she went on, you know, Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent or one of those shows and she became uber famous in the last couple of years. Well, the two of them, um, he, this guy that hit his head on, the, <laughs> I can't remember their names, it's all too long ago, I've spoken to so many people over the years, and her, they came together and created a song and that I used to play on radio. Yeah, the synesthesia, sound and light. It's all one thing really, but, but we're experiencing right. it differently because of the way we perceive Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like um, light is is sound is this is a, a vibration just much smaller and tighter. The vibration is much faster. And it, but it is in itself just vibration. It's all yeah. one continuous thing. You know, yeah. we just perceive light as something else other than sound. But they are all, for all intents and purposes, the exact same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything is the one is the one vibrating at different frequencies. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you've actually already answered this question. I was going to say, where do you want to see this going? But I think you've already said it. It's like, okay, here's a question. So I have a friend who's a musician and a singer, a beautiful singer, and she has a, a young son. When I say young, he's like 15 now and he's six foot four, um, who's on the spectrum. Is there a way, and he has these crazy outbursts and of violence and stuff like that. Is there a way of dealing with that through these frequencies? Can you just... You know, if, if you've got someone that, because I don't know if like depending on how far on the spectrum you are, but sometimes they're inconsolable, um, that word inconsolable, go into console. Anyway, I just thought about that. Does these, if you put these frequencies on, does it make a difference? Like what are some of the healing stories that you've heard through people using the music? Yeah, to a, to a degree with autism, yes, it will help. In fact, um. The, these these songs initially came from a study I did with the University of Miami making music to treat uh, ADD, ADHD, and mild uh -huh. forms of autism, and it was helpful for a lot of people. Um, 
and we have a PTSD, a couple of PTSD programs on our site that, um, I mean, the comments would bring tears to your eyes, just people that would pouring their hearts out and talking about how much it's helped them and relieve them of the suffering from PTSD. They would go into these fits and they put the music on and within five minutes they were calm. Um, we've got another one for migraine headaches, people suffering from migraines and uh -huh. And, and keep in mind, people come to these, they, they think it's a, they think it's clickbait. They don't even think it's real. They, they come to it totally doubting and hoping, but doubting and it works. And they're just uh, astonished that it's worked, that it worked. So yeah, to answer your question, yes. It, will it help? Yes. How much it will help? It depends. I, I hate to say that. Yes, this cures anything. You know, it, yeah. it depends on the person and everything has, everything is a degree, you know, but it will definitely help for sure. That I'm confident of. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Have you guys got any stories of how it's helped you physically or mentally or? I've had some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, my exploration in, in this has not actually, my personal exploration in it through my personal experience has not actually been aimed at things like pain relief or PTSD relief. Um, for me, it was more um, things like uh, lucid dreaming, out-of-body experience, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, but through that, I found how, how much more useful it could be in other applications. So like PTSD or, um, or concentration or you know, sleep, uh, realizing that it could do things you know, like help or increase lucid dreaming or out-of-body experience, that, that kind of thing that being such a hard thing to normally a, a hard state to normally achieve and for it to help so much made me realize like, Oh my gosh, it could totally do things for pain relief and PTSD and, and sleep and focus. And like you said, with ADD, ADHD, all those things, it's a matter of, um, it's a matter of just, uh, just application really. And, and, uh, so, uh, I say all that just to say that my personal experience is, is uh, aimed at a much different thing than what we're using Tribe for, which is mostly just to help people with, with the things that they need help with the most, you know, when, which is very common things like sleep. Everybody needs good sleep and transforming your life a lot of times starts with just getting good sleep. Yeah. So you've been using it as a tool for expanding consciousness or yeah. awakening mm -hmm. consciousness. So people that yeah are they can't meditate you know like oh i can't right. sit still i get you know if they put on this music it's going to help them focus more. for sure yes or people mm -hmm. that say oh i'd really like to be more telepathic like if you focus that put on this music it's going to help you more or mm -hmm. people that say i'd really like to have conscious out-of-body experiences like this people yeah. do i mean I, the, the stories we get are all the time incredible stories out-of-body experiences people have all these different crazy things um um, shout out to Valerie if she's watching. She right. uh, said that we saved her marriage. She said that she was just going through a really bad time. And then this music somehow saved the marriage to help their children sleep. And it was just uh, so I've got a lot of comments like that. I mean, it's just endless what people are experiencing. Um, personally, I've had a all kinds of really cool lucid dream experiences, like Mike is saying, that I find certainly fascinating. Um, because lucid dreaming is just something. It's um, it really makes you question just about everything when you start lucid dreaming because you realize that your dreams are just as real as reality itself. You can knock on the wood, you can smell things, and everything is just as real. So, mm -hmm. what does that say about our reality? <laughs> it doesn't say very much for it. So, uh, 
there's that. And then I've had uh, interesting physical experiences too, like working on the 528. I was just seeing people with four eyes for, for days on end. And um, the, the most interesting to me thing is that um, oftentimes uh, artwork, graphic artwork will look 3D to me now. Uh-huh. And it, that is that has been a very new experience, and I totally attribute it to the music for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm thinking of ways to apply it. Yeah, so I think um, you know we have these lucid dreaming or or out of body experiences every night, but we don't remember. So if yeah. we wanted more memory, more conscious memory of where we go at night and what we do and who we speak to, like we, like a lot of people hang out with, you know, dead loved ones and, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'll have a bit of a remnants of a dream. Like, Oh, I thought about my, you know, dead father and they can't remember. But if you play this music before you sleep and maybe when you wake up, it might help you with more memory of that. Right. Yeah. I think you'll go through it totally aware. And, and if anything, people complain, they're like, I, I feel like I didn't get any sleep, but I did sleep because I was dreaming the whole night. You know, yeah. you're definitely getting, you're getting the, the mm-hmm. you're getting the rest that you need. You're just awake through it and able to process it and play with it. You know, it's pretty fascinating, really fascinating. So have you got a sample that we can listen to? Yeah. Um, play something? I, do, I don't, do we? Oh, on I, don't the system? I, I don't know if I have anything on the iPad yeah. here to play. But just go over to uh, Fi Tribe and uh, after your podcast, finish the whole podcast, watch the whole thing, give her a like and a comment, <laughs> and then go to our page and and, <laughs> and try sleeping to one of our songs. Yeah, and, uh, um, yeah check out the uh, the uh, 432 Third Eye. Yeah, the Third Eye, the, the Third Eye Chakra video. Um, it's got over eight and a half million views. So people really, really love that yeah, one. It really provides the best lucid dream experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've got them on the on the YouTube channel. You've got is is it only on YouTube or is it other platforms as well? Right now everything is free on YouTube, but we are moving over to our own website, which is fivecharge369.com. And that's where we're gonna put all the really, really uh, cool stuff. We've had some major developments in the last few months and uh, so we're gonna move it in that part over there. So we're excited Please. about it. You said that you started this and it didn't really take off. People weren't listening and then you did it again and it didn't. And then like, what happened? What was that progression? What happened to sort of, cause ha- like you've had millions of uh, listeners at this point. I was, because I was in the music industry for so long, I only saw it as something that we could do with the music through the music industry. And I kept trying to beat a dead horse and trying to make it happen through that. And it, right. it took, it took, two failures to realize that was never going to happen, that I had to do this completely independently with like minds who are very, very passionate about this, like I was. And that was the only way we were going to make it happen. So that was the lesson. Yeah. Don't beat a dead, don't beat a dead horse. Just start a new thing. Or it's just, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say, it's hard to change an industry from inside an industry. If you become a part of the industry, it's hard. It's, it's nearly impossible to change that. And so I think that's, you know, philosophically speaking, I think that's the biggest thing is we, is we couldn't do the work from inside the industry that you can't fix the problem with the same kind of thinking that created the problem. So we had to be outside of that entirely in order for it to work. Exactly. I see this so often people that come from their corporate career, and right. now they want to help raise consciousness. 
And so, like, for instance, I was giving a, I had a meeting with a girl the other day who came from, she put on mass events here in Sydney, like music events and art events. And now she's helping, she went through an illness and awakening. And now she's helping my friend put on love festivals, right? But she wants to bring this wealth of corporate experience into this space. And it doesn't work. It's like you say, you can't make something right. different with the same thinking, even though her career was very successful and these events were very big and very successful. Her, her life wasn't successful because it made her sick. And then she had operations yeah. and she was so sick and she's actually not quite over her illness, but the sickness was her wake up, her spiritual wake up call. But right. yeah, we can't bring that same mode of, operating into the conscious space because we operate completely differently because that mm -hmm. way of operating is based on competition and separation and unity consciousness is based on unity <laughs> it's right right collaboration collaboration yeah and not so much chasing the dollar like the music industry is just so i would imagine ford that when you came out of the you know the mainstream music industry into this space the dollars sort of didn't come flow as fast. No, it was that was very frustrating. Uh, you know, it just but I was sick of it. I couldn't really do it anymore with uh, with a straight face anymore. You know, and and the the music business is nasty. There, it's just a it's a nasty place. There, it's a very chew you up and spit you out kind of a business. You know, and especially if you have a different idea. If as soon as you start thinking about different ways of doing things, then they just cut you off. You know. Yeah. So um, that's been interesting to watch happen but it's been uh beautiful to grow something on on our own you know and just planting a seed and watching it pop and grow and turn into this amazing thing like that there's the satisfaction in that i can't even describe it's really really awesome so let me ask you if you're offering all this music <clears throat> free how are you making a living from this Good question. <laughs> Great question. Yes, for sure. Uh, people donate to the channel. Um, we there are uh, uh, there's no commercials if you're if you're a YouTube subscriber. But if you don't have a YouTube uh, subscription, there are commercials. So we get paid off of that, albeit very little money, but it's enough to keep our operation going. And um, really, we're doing this from the heart because um, we know that this will eventually turn into the biggest thing on the planet. And we're all banking on that. We just, we know, we know we've got something big. It's just a matter of, um, is if it's just scaling, everyone who finds it is just mesmerized by it. So we just uh, know it's a matter of just getting it in the right hands and getting people to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you put on uh, events like, you know, music events or that that's, you know, I mean, people in the music industry, like I said, I was running a conscious music station. The biggest uh, complaint was that they were trying to sell their music and people were downloading it free. So yeah. a lot of them said, I'm not going to make money selling my music. I, the way I make money is through putting on events and then charging ticket ticket price. Like, yeah, and events are, we would definitely want to do that in the future. That's something we're, we're hoping to do very, very soon. Uh, well, that would be first. awesome. Yeah, it really would be. It would be, yeah. I think, because I think, you know, people want, want events to where they can meet other like-minded people, you know, yep. and, and not talk about crazy things without people going, oh, that's crazy or what's wrong with you, that kind of, it's important. It's important. Community at this stage of the game is very, very important. Yeah, which is the intention behind Love Fest is to raise the consciousness through love, but also 
for people to find each other that are, sure. you know, on their spiritual path and they look around and their friends like, nah, we don't get what you're going through. And so you go to a love fest event, you get to drum, you get to sing, you get to dance, you get to meditate or whatever they're offering and you get to meet people that are all into it. Yeah. 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 I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing and we're looking forward to doing that. We really I are. Try. Is there anything that you'd like to share with us before we go? Anything you'd like to tell the people listening? That's a great question. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for I that. I wasn't one. prepared for that either. Uh, <laughs> I would just say that um, I think what I would like to leave the listeners with is that uh, changing your life is much easier than you would think. And it starts with a very small action step. And sometimes that action step is uh, uh, making conscious decisions. And sometimes it's it just as easy as uh, the things that you fill your life with. So the music, your entertainment, your food and the amount of exercise you get. So changing your life is is really not as difficult as, as you might think. And what we want to do is help give people those tools to help transform their lives. And so that's a big part of Five Tribe, like we've said many times, is we want to help people. And so that's really what I want to leave people with, is that um, it's much easier to do than you might think. Yeah, totally. I you. forgot to ask you about the devil is in the details. So if you oh, okay. address yeah, those, you know, yeah. your, your last word and why is the devil in the details? Because the, tr what the truth of the moment is it's just here and now, right? It's just here. It's the miracle of the here and now forever. Mm -hmm. There's no tomorrow. There's no yesterday. There's just this present moment. That's it. And what happens is we're not comfortable with that. We're not comfortable just accepting the fact that it's a miracle and how beautiful and amazing that is. We try to justify our experience with details. Oh, my name is this. I'm a father or I'm a son. I have a job and this is what my career is or I'm married and I'm this person or I'm a wife and I'm a mother. Or I'm, a, I'm a nurse, right? All these different things to, and we create this whole history we create this whole history about ourselves from the present moment to justify the miracle of the present moment. That's why I say the devil is in the details. It's in creating those details, you're creating the devil. Because the truth is the center. It's eternally here, it's eternally now, and it's eternally love. Beautiful. Well, that's a beautiful note to end on. Was there something else that you wanted to say before I interrupted you? Uh, no, I think we'll end it on that. That was pretty good. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Oh, guys, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure and a joy and an honor to meet you. And uh, it yes. sounds Likewise, like, Karen. It sounds like you're doing amazing things. And Brandon's, you know, helping you guys out. He was so excited to meet you and have you on his show. And then he said that now he's working with you guys. It sounds like you've, mm -hmm. you've got a lot going on and... Yeah. yeah, he's a gem. We're grateful to have him. Yeah. Uh, he is a gem. I had him on the show. I had him on the show last week. And I think we're, I just laughed through most of the show. It was so funny. We started with, <laughs> we started with you know, cat butts, and then we went into unity consciousness. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. But I so look forward to see what, you know, what else you've got in the works and uh, where this goes it sounds amazing it sounds amazing so, yeah thank you so much yeah thank you for having us share the word yeah definitely awesome thank you how wonderful to meet ford and mix mike for the show today yeah fascinating fascinating i didn't get into you know, I suppose lots of people would ask, you know, tell me about Michael Jackson. Tell me about all these people, these famous people you work with. Not interested in that conversation. Sorry. 
sorry if you wanted me to ask those questions. I'm interested in the expansion and upliftment and awakening of consciousness, which I think their music is doing. But what I found fascinating is to hear how it's exploding lately. You know, it really is. I think 2012 was an explosion of consciousness. Lots of people waking up, having NDEs, having spiritually transformative experiences, going through their spiritual awakening. And in the last few years, the same thing is happening. There is a mass awakening happening and and consciousness or awareness people are becoming more aware of who they are and what's possible and sacred geometry or divine geometry or whatever you want to call it and how the whole physics of the cosmos works which is kind of exciting so we have to throw out the old way of doing things and bring in a new way of doing things that is more expansive and uh, expands our ability to perceive this world in new ways. Yeah, to perceive this environment, this third dimensional, this fourth dimensional, this fifth dimensional, to move in dimensions outside of the limitation that we've been experiencing. It's exciting. And Fire Tribe is all a part of that plan. So <clears throat> since, <clears throat> excuse me. So since uh, finishing the show and talking to you now, I went upstairs and checked on my daughter who's not feeling well, who I left with her iPhone and the Fire Tribe YouTube channel. I said, listen to that. That'll help you feel better. And I said, so did you listen to it? How do you feel? So she goes, yeah, I do feel better. My feet were vibrating. <laughs> it's interesting when you listen to music coming out of an iPhone, it's not like it's coming from these big speakers. Her feet were vibrating. So that's pretty cool. So let me know your experience. Go over and check out the YouTube channel. Uh, it, it seems to only be on YouTube at the moment. I think we're going to get them up on other platforms so that people can watch them on other platforms as well. Um, in the conversation I had with uh, Mike and Ford afterwards, they said that they're just going to start doing podcasting on audio platforms so you can listen to their podcast and the music obviously on um, audio platforms like Spotify and SoundCloud and you listen and all those millions of audio platforms, whatever, whatever platform you listen to your audio podcasts on so that'll be interesting because I have to say in the last year or two my um, audience has exploded on the audio platforms and not on the video platforms. so it's been interesting really interesting but the um, visual effects that they put behind the music is beautiful also and I was interested to see that it's not just meditative sort of droney type music that it is you know, funky sort of music, that it's music, all types of music in this new frequency or different frequency to the frequency of normal pop music and rock music and normal music that we hear on our radio stations. So uh, I asked them if they wanted to maybe contact the big radio stations down under and have a conversation with them about it because dropping a few celebrity names opens doors in the mainstream media. <laughs> I put on a Pisto Festival 10 years ago next year and I had a contact in the mainstream media and he said yeah yeah we'll um, we'll have a conversation with you he put me on to another guy and all the guy wanted to know was was there any celebrities involved in it and I said not really but we do have an artist who has traveled the world peace in 10,000 hands he's traveled the world putting white roses in people's hands and taking photographs of them. And a lot of them have been celebrity. And that was all the guy was interested in, the celebrity. He wasn't interested in peace day or peace or raising consciousness. He was only interested in celebrity. So anyway, Ford's got a few celebrities behind her. 
she can open some doors with those contacts and then talk about this stuff so that sort of opens the doors in the mainstream media i said yeah reach out to those big radio stations and talk about it i don't know if they'll play your music because they're contracted to play music with uh, i think the way that mainstream radio stations is they have I don't know how it works, but it's all money and contracts and stuff like that. But it'd be interesting to get this consciousness out there in a bigger way, in a much bigger way. The world is awakening. All right, I'm not going to chat too much longer. I'm going to go and have some breakfast. And thanks again for listening and watching and sharing the shows. And let me know um, what some of the effects have been as you listen to the music on Fire Tribe. Uh, put your uh, send me an email or put your uh, comments down there. I'd love to hear what you thought and what you think about all this 432 hertz and solfeggio and what it, what's your input. Love to hear your input. And remember to join up to the Inner Sanctum if you want to join our online group. Just go to karenswain.com slash Inner Sanctum. Pop your email in there and I'll send you. I, lots of people have done it and I send them the Zoom link, but only few people turn up. Anyway, go figure. You offer things for free. That's what happens. <laughs> it's actually by donation. So I do ask for donations and a lot of people do donate. It's lovely. Thank you for the people that do donate. I really appreciate it. And if you want to donate to expanding consciousness or awakening consciousness, I'd, I'm always happy for your donations. Um, you can find a link under this under this uh, podcast or podcast or video podcast. And remember to check out the book Awakened by Death if you haven't already. And I'll catch you next time. Big love. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.